Κιτινή, κιτινή, κιτινή θεά. Άκησε μία και μοναδικιά. Ε, κιτινή, κιτινή, κιτινή θεά. Άκησε μία και μοναδικιά. Welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Hope everyone's doing well. Wow, wow. What a great few days in the football world, huh? Jeez, coming back from that amazing World Cup final. What more can you say? Whew. And then today, I mean, that's why I started off my podcast with that little Ike chant that kind of goes along with whatever Christmas tunes this time of year. Christmas came early. <laughs> I get their first victory 3-0 against La Mia today in Nea Philadelphia. I will take it back to the World Cup final because I do want to say some things in closing about the World Cup, but it's interesting that I totally forgot about this little tidbit today. This is the first Ike victory pre what used to be the Christmas break, obviously, in a normal season before we decided to have this Winter World Cup. Ike, you know, the Greek Super League stops for two weeks between Christmas and New Year's, and shortly after the New Year, it starts back up again. Uh, and Ike, the past 14 seasons, not counting the seasons that they were in the lower divisions, but in the Super League, the last 14 Super League years, had not had a winning result uh, leading up to that Christmas break. So it's nice to get that, uh, whatever you want to call it, little curse or whatever uh, bad form that we've had right before Christmas feels nice going into this, you know, this next weekend. And, wow, I'm just so pumped about uh, getting the Super League season back underway. But let me take it back to the World Cup final. That was, uh, I'm not ashamed to say it, and I'm sure everybody, most people feel the same way. You know, I've said this before in the past couple of episodes where I've touched a little bit on the World Cup. Aside from all the humans, right? human rights violations, that everything that's going on that I don't agree with politically with Qatar. The truth is that um, as far as uh, organi- organizationally, like Organo Mena, uh, the consensus is that there's, that this was a, a very well-organized World Cup. And I mean, it ended with a uh, I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's, it was the greatest World Cup final we've ever seen. Um, normally, finals tend to be a little dull. There's a few things here and there that happen, obviously, because it's a World Cup final. But this game, I mean, it was terrible for the first 70 minutes because it was nothing but Argentina. France were showing no signs of life. You didn't even know if the French players had a heartbeat because they were, they were lost in the, on, on the pitch. But, um, you know, and then Mbappe all of a sudden decided to come alive in the 80th minute and completely just diverted things and just completely turned things upside down. Um, What a great final. Not going to spend too much more time with it. Um, Just, I mean, if if you're like me, okay, I know there's been this whole rivalry between Messi and Ronaldo the past whatever, almost going to... Coming close to like two decades now because they've been the the two world class players and they're honestly I mean in any pantheon no matter where you put them whether you put them at at the very front or the back uh, 
they have to be among the top 10 footballers of all time. Uh, many people today want to argue that they're one and two and that, you know, who's better, who's not better, what, what have you. Um, to finally see one of them, at least Messi, which in my personal opinion, I feel like he's a better all-around football player, not to take anything away from Ronaldo. Uh, Messi's just, for me, a complete player. Ronaldo, on the other hand, for me, watching him all these years, he's a killer in the box. I mean, the guy, you can give him half a chance and you can basically mark it down as it's going to be a goal. Timisif quería de cani gol. You know, not the best of teammates as we've seen the past couple of seasons now, but a phenomenal, phenomenal player that Ronaldo is. For me, Messi just is a complete footballer, uh, has a, a tremendous shot outside of the box, has just passing skills. His, his, I don't know to call it football knowledge, his like football brain to pretty much say, his football mind, the way he reads uh, stuff when he's on the pitch is just, is just phenomenal. And some of his passing is just like, how was he able to thread that ball through? How was he able to think about how to do that? Um, he's, you know, obviously he's lost a step. We've all seen it. I mean, people have made fun of it that he's walking around the field sometimes that that uh, in this World Cup we would, we would spend like 20, maybe 25 minutes just not even kind of jogging, just like literally walking through the pitch. Um, but anyway, it was nice to see him finally get that World Cup. It was very like, I even saw myself get like drawn emotionally into it. You know, um, I I don't have a certain specific country besides obviously Lava, that I pull for in these situations, but we all know. I mean, we've all been to Greece. Most of you live in Greece. We all have countries that we, aside from our own, Greece and America and, you know, wherever else you may live, that we kind of uh, find ourselves rooting for, you know, a lot of people like the flair of the Brazilians, the way they, they're, you know, they're magical with the ball, the way they play samba with the ball, as some people like to say it. Uh, some people like the style of Italians, you know, very hard-nosed, very defensive, very just elegant sometimes Italians can be. Uh, you know, some people like the structure and the power of, of Germany, even though they haven't shown that the past two World Cups. Not that I'm very sad that Germany sucks. Anyway... But to kind of move on from that, it was a nice moment to see Messi finally get that World Cup. <laughs> but let's move on to Ike. Wow, what a game today. It was um, very nice to see this team come out. The first 15 minutes really, really pressed. Lamia tried to get that, you know, that, that really fast goal to get things going. Uh, didn't happen. The first 15 minutes, they looked okay. We missed a good chance. I believe it was like the second or third minute. And then <clears throat> moving on from then, uh, the rest of the half was kind of like, I don't know. We could not get the ball out. We couldn't play wide. We couldn't play the ball wide. We couldn't get the, the wingers involved. Of course, there were players that were playing on, the, on those wings positions. We're not our normal wingers. And you could see that 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 was the case or they haven't played, you know, I think Garcia was playing on one of the wings. He hasn't really played in that position the past, this past season, of course. Um, 
So it was, it was very hard to kind of get the team going. Some of the guys from the World Cup uh, that took part in it looked kind of, uh, I don't want to say sluggish. They just looked like kind of out of rhythm. Um, maybe they were just a little tired, like Simonski just didn't look like himself. Khadzi Safid defensively played well, but offensively, I mean, some of his, some of his corner kicks were horrific at the beginning of this, in, at the beginning of this game in the first half. Uh, but no really danger at the back. Um, Lamia was able to get the ball forward a couple times, not really threatening. They did have a really, really good chance. And if they had a little bit of better finishing, maybe the result could have been different and they could have gotten that goal, a goal where they, they missed an opportunity if the shot had been a little harder um, at the end of the first half. But nothing really to... It, it didn't feel threatening. Even when um, Lamia was able to get inside Ike's territory, uh, Mitoglu and Mukudi did a great job shutting them down. I mean, fantastic. Mitoglu just... I mean, this kid... I really wish this kid would get another opportunity with his club. Uh, you guys know that I like him, but aside from that, like, I just feel like he has good quality. I mean, if if I really hope for his sake and for the sake of the national team, if Ike are not looking to really keep him in and solidify him as a starter over the next season, just sell him, let him go, let him go, and 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 find playing time somewhere else, because I really think he deserves it. Um, he has some type of quality, or let him go to another league and, and develop more. Uh, he, I was just really impressed with him, especially this one where it looked like um, Lamia was getting ready to counter. I think it was, in the, it was in the second half, and he just ran across the box to get there, and he had a nice sliding tackle. While he was tackling, he lifted his arms up to make sure he wasn't going to touch the ball with his hands, because it was inside the box. Just a great... Just a great play of someone just laying their body out on the line for the club. And, uh, you know, as a Ike, for me, we've always had that kind of mentality of workmanship, right? If we see somebody that's going to that's gonna bleed, that's going to play for the Fanella, for the jersey, uh, we're going to love them. No matter, they can make mistakes. Every footballer makes mistakes. They're human. But as long as they, they leave it all out there on the field, that's something that we love. That's something that we're passionate about. We don't want people just, you know, not giving it their best out there. Um, <clears throat> so pretty much that's how the first half ended. Not really much to brag about. Uh, I can honestly say I was a little worrisome. The team looked a little rusty. I'm like, you know, uh, was messaging some people back and forth from Greece and from all over. They were saying, what do you think's going on? What's going on? One person asked me, I think it was on Twitter, where's Fernandez? First off, Fernandez is uh, not eligible to play till the first of the year, the calendar year. So after January 1st and after is when Fernandez is going to be available, which he will be able to help us out. Uh, a couple of notes that I didn't get to before, starting to talk about the match. Gatsinovich injury. He finally decided, or the team decided, that he really needed to have surgery. So he had surgery on his on his abdomen. Uh, it's going to be out four to six weeks. Unfortunately, we all know how important this guy was, how vital he was to this team's midfield, and in attack, he really was a pivotal part of this team. Hopefully, we wish him a speedy recovery, that he can come back and 
and hopefully be at the level that he was because we could really use that. Steven Zubit is going to be back. Um, actually, he's back practicing full-time now. I don't think he was in the squad list for this match, but he should be at least on the squad list for the next match on the 28th against Volos. Um, I wouldn't even be shocked if he started. Hopefully, this has been what's been hindering Steven Zubet now that he's had this surgery. Hopefully, he can even get back to being half the player that he was. You know, we've talked about this at nauseum about, you know, that he just did not look like himself. And for him to be Ike's highest paid player, uh, we really need to get more out of him. Um, going back to the match, though, second half started. Second half was a little different. Ike came out storming. They... Um, Really repressing, trying very hard to get that uh, that opening goal. And then finally it comes to the 62nd minute. Simonski, who was one of those World Cup players that was very uh, tired and, you know, kind of <clears throat> looked like it on the field today, uh, comes out. Tom Van Witt comes in, uh, and he completely changed the dynamic of this game. I think they moved him up to the center forward position up top. And put um, Levy Garcia to the right. Uh, but what a couple of great finishes by Tom Van Witt. And this is what we wanted this guy to do. And it's so good that this is happening. In two games, three goals. He is picking up where he left off from Volos. Picking up where he left off from last year. Hopefully, long may he continue. He keeps just move trucking along. And... Um, you know, he'll be one of those players, hopefully, kind of like this game, where things are kind of stagnant, we're getting half chances here and there, we're just, we're not able to find that solution to to, to have the breakthrough, and we're going to need this when you play those closed defenses, as we, as we always talked about, um, to have a breakthrough, and that's what he provided. I mean, all he needed was half chance, a phenomenal cross by Mandalo. Shouts out to him. He played a tremendous game today, and I really feel like he has shown to be a professional this year, has been there for the team, and I feel like all the players, I feel like this culture that Almeida has built around this club, where everyone is needed, where the team is the most important thing, is, is standing out, because everybody comes in off the bench ready to play. Now, yes, there are going to be days, man. These people, it's just like when me and you go to work. Some days you give it your best, some days either something's going on at home or you're not feeling well or something else is going on to where they're human beings. They're not robots. They're not going to be perfect every single game. But for him to come out there and deliver the way he did today and how he played, how he was able to um, move the ball around and at times look like the old, the old like uh, peak Mandalos that he was, was uh, it was nice to see. Um, but Van Witt, it was just, he, I love those center forwards. Uh, not to say that he's on this level. Okay. Don't think that I'm crazy over here that I'm comparing Cristiano Ronaldo to Van Witt, but to see him, but I love those players and I feel like Levy Garcia is slowly starting to get there. I would also, as many Ike fans have talked about after this game to want to see Van Witt maybe start a few games at the center forward position. I think that would be great. But let me get back to the other point that I was making. 
Um, to see, I love those center forwards where it's just, you feel like you can just put it in the box and they can put it away. And that's what it felt like today. Because yes, the first delivery, the first cross by Mandalos was fantastic. That second cross by Rota was not perfect, but Van Witt went with it. He was able to make something out of nothing and able to get that second goal. I mean, no, that was the third goal. I apologize. The second goal was where uh, Levy Garcia was able to get away and be one-on-one with the keeper and had a had a very good finish. I have to say, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about his finishing. We gave him a lot of crap about his finishing against Olympiacos where we wish he would have finished better. Maybe we would have won that game before the break. His finishing here was good. You could tell he's been working on it. That's another thing is I feel like this team, to go back to, I mean, I briefly mentioned uh, Panagotis Rotas. Uh, hold on, is his first name? But Lazarus Rotas, I'm sorry. Panagotis Rotas. Lazarus Rotas. Uh, to go back to him for a second, it, he has really impressed me, guys. I have to say, and I feel like I say that every single week, where I'm just waiting for Sidibe C- to come in and take his job away. Because, obviously, quality-wise, we feel like Sidibe is better. But, you know, and that's what happens. When you have quality players even behind on your bench, it, it ups the ante. It ups the game of the players there, too, to be like, oh, crap, I have to play well in order to, to play, or else I'm going to lose my, my, my PT. I'm going to lose my playing time. I'm going to lose my position if I don't work at this. Um, and... You could tell the kid, man. You could tell if you've been watching Ike since last year, watching him. I can't tell you how many times I wanted to throw something at the TV last year when I would see Lazarus Rota do some half-ass freaking uh, cross in the middle of the box where nothing would happen. Um, it was just so frustrating. But you could tell this was a cross with purpose. This was a cross that was meant to come in and hit somebody's head to be able to put the ball on target. Um, just, you know, offensively. And you could tell that's something that the kid has worked on because this, this is something that just a few months ago was still very frustrating about the guy. And then um, it's just eh, the work that all these players have put in to, um, to make this team rolling the way that they are, hopefully, to keep rolling. Um, it's just, it's fantastic. I mean, you can't say enough about Lazarus Rota. Um, I mentioned Mitoglu. Uh, Haji Safias was a little disappointing. Um, who else? Araujo. Some people are complaining about take out Araujo. Araujo isn't the same player. Yes, guys, he's not scoring. We're used to that Araujo where, you know, what was it? That one year, I think the championship year, he scored about 18, 20 goals. And he was scoring, like, big goals and big matches. That's not Araujo's job right now. Araujo is to kind of be that person behind the forward that's going to help get the ball up, that's going to help open up gaps for the, the center forward to, to, to leak through. Um, and then also, it, not just that, but the fact the way the guy was trekking back. I mean, there was a couple of times where I saw him on the opposite end of the field, on the opposite end of the box, on the opposite end of the corner in the dif- in the defensive half. Araujo playing defense. That just shows you someone that cares about the jersey. I really feel 
he's really taken his role on as the, of the captaincy very seriously and it's and it's nice to see and it's nice to have that kind of captain because that's what type of leadership you need to show and i'm not trying to knock mandalos i said this at the beginning of this podcast and i i still stick by it mandalos is a great player but for me he was never a captain he was just thrown into that captain role because of his seniority with the club nothing else um, but Araujo, uh, what a great, just um, fantastic. I mean, the second half, both Ike football and Ike basketball today was the tale of two halves. Ike football was nowhere near as bad as Ike basketball was. But, um, you know, it, you kind of looked stagnant. You kind of looked like, it, it honestly kind of looked like one of those games where you just kicked off from a break. Um, then some people might say that, okay, we just had a cup match a few days ago. True, but cup matches are different, okay? Different. First off, you were playing against a, an opponent that plays in the second division. And then this is different because you're thrust into, back into um, action playing uh, in the league where you're, you're chasing down a championship. As opposed to in the cup, you're playing. You were playing against a second division team where you had another game. If something were to screw up, and let's say I finished one one the other day against Kifisa, you had another game to make up for it. Um, obviously, we need some of these guys to come back healthy. I can't wait till Eliasson comes back. You know, uh, Zuber is expected back. Amrabat is supposed to be back after the first of the year. Of course, we're getting Fernandez. Eligible to play after the first of the year. There's big talk amongst the transfer window, but you know, during every, I'm like, not that I don't want to cover the transfer stuff, guys, but you hear so many rumors. I mean, today, <laughs> I got to laugh. I was just scrolling through something and someone had screenshotted a picture of uh, the Olympiacos newspaper, O Protagitis. <laughs> they had a picture of. Uh, Lionel Messi, and they were saying, we'll, we'll see you in two years. Like, Olympiacos is going to sign Messi in two years. Yeah. Go to Marinaki Claus, and he'll bring you whatever players you want. Uh, let's call it Corvette Brosta Gie Landa Piso E Bianchi Oti Oti Wustarete Bato de Susisi Gie Pothelade Iedame Simela Oposipa Corvette Brosta Gie Bianchi Piso Aftio Io Madara Up to Theuto Rafi Sorry Just had to throw that out there um, Anyway My point to that is You're going to see a lot of rumors for me to sit there and analyze every single rumor that uh, is coming in. Now, one thing that is that is gaining uh, a lot of traction and is gaining force is uh, the rumor of, um, I forget the player's name. It's a player that I think plays here in the States in San Jose that also played under Almeida when Almeida was, was managing their manager. Um, that does have some validity to it. <clears throat> um that rumors, that connection seems to be true. There was even talks about it happening last summer. 
Uh, but let's see what happens. Um, hopefully when we get all these players back. But it goes to show you that Ike still has a lot of quality. There's a lot of quality on this club. And, it, and it's kind of becoming that, um, as cliche as this might sound, next man up. You know, we still have enough quality to get the job done. But obviously, we'd rather have Gatsinovich or Zuber, even if it is coming off the bench, or Eliasson, especially to play in the big match coming up against Panathinaikos on January the 8th. Uh, meanwhile, while I'm mentioning that, guys, I got a lot going on these next couple of weeks. Um, you know, family stuff with the holiday coming up, and then the with New Year, some work stuff. Uh, don't really know if I'm going to be able to do any episodes the next couple of matches I might be able to um but it won't be anything as long as it is now maybe just a quick synopsis of what happened over the match uh definitely won't be able to do like two podcasts like a preview pod and then a, a post-game pod uh I'll be back at it after the Panathinaikos game um definitely gonna have a podcast after the Panathinaikos game that massive massive derby that became even bigger today Ike or were big winners today not only on the pitch but also with Panathinaikos dropping points against the Onikos with a 1-1 result and then Olympiakos completely falling apart in the second half and showing those gaps in the defense and I even said that about them last week when I talked about that cup game against the Tromitos yes they won four to one but that game could have easily been 4-4 or 8-4 uh, in favor of Olympiacos. I mean, clearly Olympiacos were the better team, but the gaps in defense, the way Atromitos was attacking them, like I said, Corvette Brusta, Landa Piso, Ifiat, you know, Corvette up front, to put it in English, and it's like you... You're having a, a Fiat in the back. You know those those freaking cars that in Eastern Europe they just they make out of nothing. Like they'll take the front end of like a Jaguar and then the back end they'll put like a like a Landa or a Fiat to, to it, or maybe even horses. That's what that's Olibiakos. But uh it means I mean let's watch ourselves, let's wait and see what happens. Uh both of those teams have great quality, and then Adi even tying one one in um in Livadia. Uh, didn't really get to watch any of those matches. Um, I watched a little bit of the Libertadores game, but then there was like a huge break because of something fan violence or something that was going on in Yanina. Congratulations, Elada, twenty twenty two. And uh, even in Yanina, we can't have away matches or away fans. Um, but that makes things very very interesting because this makes Ike is. Six points and six points. So six points ahead of Olympiacos, six points behind Panathinaikos. Like I said at the at the beginning of the season, it's very key to me that um, between that over the next two games, both with Volos and Yanana, we pick up all six points and go in with full points in the derby. Worst case scenario. If we lose, which I don't think that's going to happen given the form of both of the teams so far. I know there's two games before we get to that game. Um, a lot can change. Injuries can really change things. But um, let's see what happens. Uh, that 
we can, um, oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. That we can get all, all six points and that way we can play it, you know, now I think Panathinaikos is going to start feeling a little bit of pressure. Um, let's just see what happens. Let's see what happens over the next couple of games and then see what the point difference is going to be going into the Derby. It's already making things massive. Uh, and any kind of distance that I've talked about before to put ourselves between us and Olympiacos is great because I still think they're a, a quality team. and they, they could still... It would be really hard, and no offense to Olympiacos and no offense to any Olympiacos fans that might be listening. You know, I, I appreciate any support and I encourage any... Greek football fans to be listening to this. But Olympiacos has lost that fear factor, that aura. I shouldn't really call it an aura. But you guys know what I'm talking about. That where, where you're playing Olympiacos and you get one nil down and you feel like you're not coming back. Time and time again. Even myself, guys. Uh, not to say that this is a complex, complex or anything, but I saw the scoreline. It was 2-0. I... I had clicked over to watch the basketball game while that all that stuff was going on on the pitch or in the stands. And I clicked over on my phone to see what the score was. And I saw it was 2-0 at the half. And I'm like, okay, because it's going to breeze through this. They might score two more goals. Bravo on Fortuny for, you know, he has really shown like he has really gotten over these, this, in, this injury and pushed himself. And I think that's a good thing also for the Thniki, not just when you be boss, not the we really want him to play well for you, Bekos, but you guys know what I mean. Um, and then I click over again. I got busy with some work stuff and uh, watching the basketball game. And I went out to run some errands. And while I was running some errands, I was sitting at a stoplight. And I pulled out my phone. And I'm like, I got another team that scored. And I saw 2-2 full time. And I saw Panathinaikos was only still winning 1-0. One, one um, yeah, they've lost that. You know, Olympiacos would not lose would not drop points like that in the past. Uh, but now, the fact that they're letting teams back into games like they are um, is giving every team the hope that, okay, no matter if we're down 2-0, we could still come back. And honestly, I th- I he- if I heard correctly, because I haven't listened to any radio or anything tonight, um, I heard someone talking about, or I briefly listened to the radio, let me not lie. Um, I briefly heard somebody talking about the... Yanina had actually gone up 3-2, and they had a goal disallowed for some reason. Um, so, again, and I hate to keep repeating this, I feel like the playoffs this year are going to be, you know, not to use a 90s phrase and really show my age, but they're going to be off the hook for sure. Um, so we have Volos coming up in... Um, on the 28th, sorry, I had to think about the date here. We play Volos in Volos. Uh, Volos are kind of a tricky team. You know, Jekyll and Hyde, they've had games where they've played good opponents very well, as we know, because it's one of our losses. Our first loss this year was to Volos, where we dropped points. Uh, and that, that was actually, if you guys remember, a home game for us. But um, they've kind of been Jekyll and Hyde. I kind of am getting the sense from looking at their recent form. Not that you can really go off of anything because of this World Cup break. But looking off of their recent form, I think they're kind of downtrending a little bit. Um, but still, a serious Ike should be able to go into Volos and get all three points. 
Again, that's Wednesday the 28th. That's coming up. Um, so let me move on here, guys. Let's go up to this. If you follow me on Twitter, let me plug this in real quick since I said Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Crazy Ike Fan. On Facebook at Crazy Ike Fan. Or like my Facebook page called Crazy Ike Fan. Uh, on Instagram at Crazy Ike Fan. I was tweeting a lot during the basketball game. And I have to say at halftime, I about called it quits. I'm like, I'm not watching this crap anymore. I'm going to go watch some football, even if it is Olympiacos or Panathinaikos, to hopefully see one of them lose because I'm tired of watching this. First off, I was a little confused because I didn't catch this on the broadcast that Ike had been punished for some things that happened in the last home game with uh, Reggiana Emiliana. I think that's the way you pronounce the name. I apologize for any Italian speakers out there. Uh, Regina Miliana. um, Punished for some episodes from that game. So we have a three-match ban of no fans in the stands. I didn't know that. And I was, like, mortified when I looked into the stands. And there there was no one there. I was like, oh, my gosh. Which tends to happen, especially if you're running, if the football team is playing I mean the football team local Greek time was playing it's or the game was finishing up at seven o'clock they played they were playing at five so it's finishing up at seven and then the basketball match was at 7 30 that can happen you guys know I've talked about that before not so much with the BCL but with the Greek basketball league the basket league um, that they'll put games like that on and it's ridiculous because okay you know we Ike fans were football people. I mean, yes, the basketball team had that historic win back in 1968. And that's where, like I was saying, the the jumping off point of Greek basketball for me is was 1968. But let's not kid ourselves. We don't have this long history of, of being on top in the Greek league or being a European power in basketball like the other two up at the Oni are. Um, so, I mean, look, even the even they, I mean, if they're playing, you know, I don't know, take your pick, Colossos uh, from Rodo, or if they're playing, um, uh, gosh, I can't even think of a, a smaller basketball team right now off the top of my head, whatever, you know. Uh, freaking Marusi. I know Marusi's not offline anymore, but you guys get my point, right? They don't draw that many fans either. I mean, we're all Panigiri this. We're all... And you want to see good quality basketball. You're not going to go see Parathenaikos or Libertos blow out Colosos Rodo by 30 or something or play half-ass and, like, end up winning by 25 or something, you know? Uh, but they're going to go... When they play matches against, you know, Real Madrid or Barcelona or Fenerbahce or whatever, you're going to go see those nice EuroLeague matches if you're if you're their fans. So it's not just Ike fans. Don't let me. I don't want people to think that I'm always picking on Ike fans. It's not just Ike fans. It's uh, also other Greek basketball fans. Um, but again, if you really want to look at how bad, and this is why I was so upset when I thought this whole Super League thing and football was happening. Uh, and how it was going to kill the domestic game in Europe. 
go look at how it's killed the domestic game in, in European basketball. Just Greece is just one example. I mean, in in Italy, you have, I think right now, if I'm not mistaken, Armani Milano is playing in the, the EuroLeague in basketball, and Virtus Bologna is the current Italian champion who plays in the BCL, I think. So go figure. Anyway, so I'm sitting there and we're getting blown out by 25 points. And I'm like, yeah, this is freaking pointless. So I started doing some other stuff. So like I said, some errands I had to run and some work I had to get done and childcare and whatnot. Um, and then all of a sudden I flipped back onto the game just so I could see what the score was. And we had cut the lead down to like seven. And even by the time I was able to get the TV back on, we had cut the lead down to like three. So a total swing in the second half. I mean, this team played out of their mind. I went back and recently watched the game again. And I mean, it was it was crazy how this team played. They played passionless. If you follow me on Twitter, I talked about that. They paid, they just awful, awful defense. Uh, Garciaca was getting wide open threes. Um, defensively, they were nowhere to be found. We could not buy a bucket to save our lives. Just terrible. And then Akil Mitchell, this great player, put the team on his back and said, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to take over now. And he took over. And this guy finished with 25 points and 14 boards, 14 rebounds. Just killing it, man. Just this guy single-handedly brought Ike back. Got every every of the other players involved. Frazier had a great game. That uh, I think he's Greek. The young kid. Uh, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name right now. Just a phenomenal second-half performance. And even though how things turned out, which I have no idea. I don't know how this format works this way in the BCL. But even if I had lost, we still would have qualified for the, the playing game for the round of 16. Um, I think this is a great moral victory. This is, you know, players were hugging after the game. They were pretty much carrying off uh, Akil Mitchell on their arms. Just uh, a, a great gutty performance um, in the second half compared to the first half. I mean, I was just... I. If players try and you see that the there's such a big difference in quality. Like the other day, we were playing against Panathinaikos and it was on TV. The replay was on TV and I was watching a little bit of it. And you could tell. I kept up as, as much as I could. But then Panathinaikos' quality shone through when they were able to finish off the game. And yeah, it, the loss looked worse than what it actually was. But... You know, if, if that's the case, I 100% understand it. Obviously, with Karsiaka, from the first game of the BCL, when we played them, when we lost, I think, by like seven or eight in Turkey, I knew there wasn't that big of a gap in quality between these two teams. And that was what was so frustrating, was watching this um, unfold and players not trying, players basically not giving a F about what was going on. Um, hats off to the coach. I mean, inside of myself, I was cussing him the whole time. Like, and I could tell he was trying to get the, um, a lot out of his players because during the timeouts, 
they would kind of play uh, sound bites from his uh, talk, you know, and he was flat out saying, like, we don't play good basketball, guys. Guys, we don't play good basketball. We need to start playing better basketball. Rebound. Uh, take better shots. Uh, uh, guard the three-point line. You know, he was saying these things to the players, but at the same time, you were like, okay, none of this, none of this S is, is going to the players' minds. Um, none of them were listening to it, to what's going on. So I, I kind of even couldn't even blame the coach. I was like, okay, th- this guy, you can tell he's trying, but I don't know what he said. I don't know what, uh, you know, if, if finally, like, players were like, you know, we have to play with pride. And that's, that's another thing is when, when you see high school or, co- or even college athletes quit. That's fine, whatever. But when you're a professional, A, uh, just like in any other kind of job, if I go into my job tomorrow and I just, like, I, I mail it in, guys, I just freaking quit. Or I don't do the work at least to the level that I'm supposed to. Like, what's that say about me? And how is that going to, how am I going to build a resume to get a better job if, if I'm like that? Um, cause, because they are professionals. I mean, if, if someone watches film and says, okay, this guy, because times were getting tough either because economically, which I 100% get that, like, listen, we've all got to feed our families. So when players aren't getting paid, that's a big thing. But still, like if you're, if, how are you going to expect, you know, if you have, if you have that warrior mentality about sports and you say to yourself, I'm going to war. How am I supposed to take this guy to war that doesn't want to pick up his oplo, doesn't want to pick up his sword, his his weapon? You know, this is whatever you want to call it. And I'm not being serious. Uh, it's a metaphor. Um, I don't want people to start thinking about this and think anyway. Um, but how am I supposed to go to war with these people when they won't even pick up their guns to even try to fight? Uh, it just says a lot. And then and the hats off to them. I tip my hat to them. If you guys saw some of my tweets, I don't remember else what I said. I started calling them pathetic, you know, like passionless. I, it, 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 listen, this is called the crazy Ike fan show. All right. Or crazy Ike fan podcast. Um, I'm going to watch and cheer anything that wears this beautiful emblem of Ike's. Uh, this yellow and black, beautiful, the Kefalo, whatever sport I can find on TV through the web to watch, even if it's freaking under 17 girls volleyball, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to cheer for them, especially if it's against a rival, especially if they're wearing a red or green shirt or yellow or a black and white shirt for that matter. I'm going to watch it because that's how big of a fan of this, this sports club that I am. But... I also expect the athletes to give that extra percent. Um, and they did, and, and good for them. I think we have another uh, Turkish team. Um, hopefully we can get past them. I don't know when the the next round is going to happen. I know, unfortunately, it sucks. We ended up with this win finishing second in the group, which, of course, we get a home game, but that would be the second ban of three three straight home games without fans that we're going to have to serve. Um, and if, I'm not, if I heard correctly, we're playing another Turkish club. It's The name starts with a D. I don't know. 
Um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully we can get past them, get to the round of 16. Like I said, this is the tournament where I really focus on the basketball team because the Greek League, don't want to bore you guys because I feel like I say this every time I talk about the basketball team. It's it's a very we'd have to really dream about it and there'd have to be an epic collapse by Panathinaikos and Libagos for us to contend in the, in the league. The cup is more doable, but then again, we're going to have to be on fire like we were in the second half of this game, the entire game, and hope that they both have bad games in order for us to win the Greek cup. Um, but anyway, guys, let me let you guys go here. Um, but yeah, uh, whether you celebrate or not, enjoy being with your families, enjoy the company of loved ones this weekend. Um, safe travels to anyone that's traveling worldwide. Hope everyone's doing well.